Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Moran, and today I want to welcome to our show, Adi Engel, Chief Marketing Officer of Visita, a company that helps business owners manage time, clients, and money. I'm pretty excited to talk to Adi about how she can help me in my business with those three things. So welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Adi Engel. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm glad you're already considering digitalizing your business. So that's a great start. Right, right. Kicking and screaming. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm one of the millions of small business owners that uh, have, have reluctantly embraced uh, all things digital. And I will say, you know, especially this year and during the pandemic, it's been a privilege and a pleasure to be serving, uh, you know, the most agile, creative, inspiring segment of the of 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 our community. So I'm I'm very thankful for you to be, you know, taking on such challenges. Yeah. Well, you, you know, I I. I saw your your product and I was impressed with it. And I, I'm out, usually I'm pretty proactive about finding uh, products and services that will help business owners. So uh, that's how, how we connected. I saw it and I said, you know, I want to learn more about this. It looks like it, it can help business owners. And so we were put in touch with you and you graciously agreed to be on our podcast. And uh, I, I promise no curveballs <laughs> today. <laughs> But um, so tell, tell us a little bit. Our audience are uh, mostly small and mid-sized companies, business owners, and uh, have a lot of the, the issues that you and I have briefly talked about before recording our podcast. And, and that is um, just balancing the, the kind of behind the scene aspects of running their business, right? They're great at what they do, whether they're a lawyer, an accountant, a plumber, a entrepreneur that has 10 locations, um, but they struggle a lot with finances. They struggle with time management. Um, they struggle with just trying to keep those, those things that are not on the, on the, you know, the front end of the burner. Um, so tell, tell us a little bit about Facita and, you know, just give us a little background, maybe when the company got started, what was the void it was trying to fill and, and maybe like, who, who are your ideal customers? Hmm. Well, first of all, I think um, if it's any comfort, not I don't know a single person who's fantastic or, you know, feeling always on top of their, um, you know, time management, their money management and their, you know, a, different engagements with their environment. What is, of course, special to, for small businesses is that they are required uh, to do all of this as whether they're a, a single business owner or they have a team around them, you're still required to be everything to everyone, which, you know, luckily uh, people who are employed by bigger companies might have other, um, you know, team members to complement the skills, the skill set that they don't necessarily have. So it's not definitely that uh, angst is not unique to small businesses. It is, however, um, exasperated by, by, by the context in which those things come up. 
And, you know, when we started Visita, it was actually exactly 10 years ago. Uh, and the, the feeling was that, you know, big, um, you know, big chains, big business were pushing um, the small businesses out of the high street Mm-hmm. Um, that they, you know, small businesses did not compete with them on equal grounds, especially when it comes to how uh, they manage their client experiences and how they interact with their clients. So that was the incentive for us to, um, to, to support those small businesses in, you know, competing on equal grounds with all of those uh, bigger chains that were suddenly out there offering, you know, loyalty programs, and they were recognizing you whenever you logged into whatever, and you would have like a client portal for surf service and all of those nice things that consumers um, got used to having, and, and you know, digital payments, a big aspect of that as well. Um, so that was the incentive, and and we're working together with. Um, businesses who are uh, anything between one to 10, one to 20 employee businesses. Mm -hmm. We feel that it's a very, very special segment. Again, as I said, in terms of the agility, creativity, adaptability, we've seen it this year, but also we're basically you and your business are one. You don't work nine to five and go home uh, to, you know, what do whatever hobbies you have and uh, you know walk your dog you you're you are the business and you know this requires uh in our in our mind a, a different level of um tech and attention so this product was built from the bottom up specifically for this segment it it is a challenging segment cuz eventually these are a whole bunch of individuals with you know aspirations and dreams and you know we are humbly uh you know trying to serve them as best we can um and one thing that all of our customers will need is that you know recurring engagement with their customers so whether this is um you know a fitness trainer a healthcare provider a dog walker even or you know The florist on the corner who's looking to make sure that, you know, if your anniversary is coming up, that they give you a little lunch to remind you to buy flowers. People who thrive on those recurring engagement, that loyalty of their customers, we believe they should use a, you know, a business management tool to manage their, these aspects of their business for them. And, and that's really what attracted me to Visita initially was the idea that here's a digital tool that's going to help business owners run more productive and more effective and more efficient companies. So is it sounds like, and it's funny when you say, you know, business owners don't run businesses nine to five, that it's, it's almost 24-7. I've been on a kick lately talking about the need to take breaks during the day, to be more efficient with your time, and that you have to put an end to the day. And I, I am very much a do as I say, not as I do guy with that, <laughs> uh, with that recommendation. But it really is critical that, that you, what, what you realize is that 
a lot of the things that you're dealing with, uh, you know, after five o'clock, it's just, it's paperwork, it's everyday and non-essential items that can wait. You know, I, I tell my listeners, you have to block your, everything that comes in, whether it's an email or a phone call or whatever, it's either urgent, important, everyday or non-essential, right? You should, you better not have more than 10 things on your list mm-hmm. that are urgent. If you do, you, then you're not running an effective business, but you have your urgent and your important list. And that's what you focus on. And then you take the everyday and non-essential and you, you either delegate it or you leave one hour a day where you get to it. And whatever you don't get to moves on to the next day. But so let me suggest another category for you. Sorry. Oh, I love it. Yeah, sure. Let me suggest another category. Things I can automate. Because some yes. things are urgent, like um, collection of overdue payment, reminders mm-hmm. for you know your training session tomorrow, or your massage, or your dentist appointment. You want to do those things. They are important. They're urgent, but you don't have to do them. You can automate them. And that, you know, things that you can automate can take a lot off your plate in terms of those urgent and essential things, but they don't require you personally to do, you know, that, that, that's possibly also a, a version of delegation, delegated to software. Yeah, but you, you make a great point. The tools are there. What, what mo- Here's the funny thing. It's like a... Uh, it's like a, a domino that, you know, the dominoes that keep falling and you don't know how to stop them. I know that there are tools out there that can help me run a better business, but I don't have the time to learn them. Mm-hmm. And, and I always say to them, well, if you don't have time to learn how to do something right, when are you going to learn? When are you going to find the time to do it over? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so it's really, it's, it's a bit, a business owner needs to see the big picture of their business and their marketplace and their industry, because it requires so much more time to, you know, to implement these things. How do I keep my fingers on the pulse of what's happening? Like the economic indicators, if I'm a landscaper or I'm a dentist or I'm a realtor, a real estate agent, what, how do I how do I see what's happening in the future so that I can prepare for it? But at the same time, as you say, bill my overdue clients or let them know that they owe me money or to set up appointments with my client that's recurring. And you challenge. know what? I, I absolutely agree that, you know, there's responsibility here on the business owner to educate themselves and upskill themselves. There's equal responsibility here uh, on us as your uh, software partners and supporters here, because, you know, if we are in any way expecting you to spend any time with us, you know, if Mm -hmm. if we are expecting you to to evaluate us as a product and give us your, um, you know, your most expensive resource, which is time, Mm -hmm. then it's up to us to make sure, first of all, that the product is as simple of, as possible to set up, le- works literally out of the box. Well, not literally, because there, there's no box. So right. metaphorically <laughs> out of the box, um, works, you know, does not uh, require, you know, an IT department or your um, cousin who knows about computers or, you know, I, I think 
I've once read um, some numbers that said uh, business owners spend 81 days a year on administrative tasks. Oh. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm seeing this and I'm thinking, if we are asking those business owners to spend those 81 days a year with us, with Visita, mm. man, we have to be so respectful of their time. Yeah. You know, I yeah. shouldn't ask, I shouldn't overcomplicate their life. We should be working well with other software. We should be offering, as, as we do, uh, webinars, uh, very clear tutorials. We should be telling our story and, you know, releasing our new features in a way that's in instantly, um, you know, usable for, 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 for our, for our customers. And, you know, in the world of total responsibility, you know, hundred percent responsibility on the business to, to upskill themselves, hundred percent responsibility on us to make it available to them. So, I, I have read that uh, people use about 25 to 28% of their smartphones capabilities hmm. and that of the top, I think it was top five or top 10 things that you wish your smartphone could do. Like it was at least 60% of them were items that the phone could actually do. They just didn't know about it. Hmm. And, and I, and I hear a lot of times that, um, you know, business owners will use a tool, whether it's a software application or their healthcare benefits or whatever it is, that they'll only use a couple of things. And that if they just took the time to learn, to onboard themselves as to what the capabilities are of a tool like Visita, that they would actually be much more productive. So my question to you is, do you see like higher usage of your of your features than what most apps are are getting. Well, obviously they don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though that we can compare um, to you know versions of our own product previously. We you know I I think in many ways at Visita we we. Of course, all software companies will tell you they're customer centric. Sure. I, I hope to say that we've taken this to, to the next level. Uh, we're working very, very closely with our um, very, very generous customers because you would think small businesses being so busy, uh, you know, managing their own business. If, you know, when you see our community of users and how happy they are to actually volunteer their time to share knowledge and experience with other members of the community, it's, mm -hmm. it's really inspiring. And we're just there to facilitate. Um, but we're working very closely with them, uh, doing a lot of, you know, customer research and user research to, to make the decisions on how we implement things as well as you know, we're working with our with our community to actually create educational content for people to, to learn from. And what we've seen is that, you know, when we get this right, you immediately see an uplift in usage. You know, yeah. this is you you see all the graphs, you know, go up and 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 you know when you get this wrong, this is the you know, the fun of being a computer nerds, we have, you know, all of those graphs, you know, that you would imagine yeah, in a startup yeah. company. And, and, and the thing is, 
you know, we have to respond to those quickly. So while we've seen, you know, an uplift, of course, um, you know, during lockdowns and, you know, we're looking at what do we see an uplift of? We see an uplift of digital payments. How come? Well, obviously people are not seeing each other. So even if they were paying each other cash, now they can't pay each other cash. This is not, you know, thanks to us, this is thanks to the world. So how, how do we keep, you know, on top of the trends, on top of the needs, on top of our community requests? Um, you know, to be honest, this, this, this is the job. And I can tell you that we do see it really, you know, this year, particularly, we've possibly, unlike other, um, you know, vendors in the small business space that were came out with very big numbers on how many people registered to use their product. Yeah. I would argue, I would like to see how many people are active on their, on their platform. So once, once I got the honeymoon of, I'm going to get this new tool out of the way, am I one month, two months after uh, beginning to use the product, am I still there? Am I actually using it for my business? And we've set uh, internally for our teams, our customer success teams, our sales team, very strict goals around adoption. Mm -hmm. This is how we measure them. This is their KPI. Uh, they're being compensated for adoption. So I think this is a value-driven decision. We could have said, yeah, let's let our KPIs be revenue, subscriptions, registrations. But I think the decision to say, um, you know, our goal is adoption. Mm -hmm. Our goal is people who are actually benefiting from the product means that, you know, we, 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 we take a completely different approach to, to how we interact with our customers and ask them what they need from us. So a couple of quick questions, because I know our mm -hmm. listeners are probably online right now looking up Visita. <laughs> Where, so it, what, what's the website address that they could use to look at the, the product? Um, well, quite simply, vcita.com. Visita means um, an appointment in Spanish, if you ever wondered. Um, and yeah, they can find us there on visita.com. We also have... Um, you know, quite a quite large uh, Facebook um, community and, you know, small businesses are very welcome to join it. Uh, even if they're not our customers, uh, learn from other small businesses who are in the space. We do, as I said, we run a lot of webinars, mm -hmm. a lot of educational activities that are open uh, to anyone who wants to learn about, um, you know, the small business space. And so, yeah, I mean, do, do look us up. Okay. So you, Facebook, I love that because you can ask other business owners questions about it. And, uh, and obviously the website now, is there, is there a free version or a trial period that people can use it before they pay? Yeah, well, we absolutely start with a trial and, you know, again, we have to win your trust and show you value before we ask you to pay. Um, so we have, um, a 14 days trial to, to get started during that time. Um, our representatives will try to reach out to you and help you in the process. Cause we do feel that um, it helps when you have someone who might demo um, the product to you and also talk to you about your own needs, your own 
you know, where you are in your digital transformation. So we make sure to reach out to, to anyone who started a trial and uh, try and help them in that process. And I can also say that, you know, uh, ahead of the new year, which was a few months ago already, uh, yeah. because time flies, but we uh, actually ran a 21 days challenge for, you know, digitalizing your business. Uh, so, you know, we, we were happy to, to extend that to 21 days, you know, 40 days, whatever it ne- you need in order to uh, properly evaluate whether this is, you know, the right tool for you. I like it. Okay, great. So, you, you mentioned that last year you saw this kind of, um, let's call it a, a forced push towards digital transformation, right? What were some of the responses of business owners who either were coming to you or started to increase their usage of the CETA? Because we, we saw it on our end. We saw this incredible, um, uh, let's call it a transformation and, and a lot of our, our followers, our listeners, our viewers were saying, okay, how do I get set up digitally? So mm-hmm. are, are you, one, I'm sure you saw it, but are you continuing to see the, the effects of the pandemic push people towards a product like Visita? Absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the things that, that we have to kind of um, – take into account that it doesn't look like this is going away in terms of the the unpredictability of when are you going to be open? When are you going to be closed? Are your clients going to be able to physically visit your location? If mm-hmm. so, under what, um, you know, conditions and regulations? So we, if anything, this is just a huge, uh, you know, psychological experiment of the, you know, the resilience of, of small business owners. And, you know, on the one hand, I will say small businesses have always been the most resilient of businesses. Cause if you had a personal emergency, God forbid, if you were in any way, um, you know, affected by anything in your personal life, you would have been in a very difficult situation as a small business. And we have, um, you know, customers who very kindly shared that during the pandemic where they shared their success stories from dealing with, um, you know, unfortunately cancer or like big disruptions of their lives, divorces, you know, dramas. And first of all, in a way, this is not different. You know, this is a crisis and, and small businesses know, uh, you know, how to handle and adapt more than any other segment. Um, but what we also see is this is very overwhelming. You know, there, there is in a, in a way, I'm sure you wouldn't be surprised if I said it's a little bit of a hype. You know, I, I don't think, you know, I think there, there, it's almost as if people are expecting, let's say if they're in the fitness business, now there's a really big drive towards start offering fitness lessons online. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? You know, how, where are you going to put those, them? How are you going to monetize them? You know, monetization of online fitness courses like on YouTube, that's a completely different business model, completely different, um, you know, set of, of skills that you need to have in order to monetize uh, your, you know, fitness 
uh, exercises on 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 Instagram or link or uh, YouTube. So that created a level of expectation that I think was overwhelming for a lot of small businesses. So we yeah. say, you know, let's for let's first start with analyzing what does taking this online mean for you. Mm-hmm. If you are, for example, a financial advisor or an accountant, taking things online for you basically means take on a Zoom, uh, a Zoom subscription, uh, digital payments, uh, so you can, uh, you know, get paid remotely and possibly, you know, I would still argue you would want an app to manage your client engagement for you um, to keep everything on track, reminders. Uh, you know, follow-ups because life is hectic more so than it was last year, you know, unexpected things happen. Um, But if you were a restaurateur or a hairdresser, you were closed this entire time. So going online has very little um, meaning for a hairdresser. However, being extremely efficient coming back into business post lockdown, making sure your calendar is booked and everyone shows up in time and everyone pays and all that, that became your priority. So it wasn't so much about, you know, how am I able to offer these services online? It was about how am I able to use digital tools to make myself super efficient as soon as I'm able to come back. So, basically and we do have by the way this this analysis for for customers um as a questionnaire on our website and we say where are you with in this you know scale are you someone who just takes appointment and could do them through zoom or are you someone who has a physical you know their physical presence is required while providing the service let's therefore figure out what levels of digitalization do you require and how so yeah i mean a huge huge challenge for 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 everyone involved even making sense of what that means and you know it should be taken lightly is visita a global company is your product offered in countries all around the world well, yes, um, we're we're a global company. This is the the, the benefit of the cloud, mm-hmm. um, but we're also translated into. I get this wrong every time I quote that. It's either eleven or twelve languages. Wow. Um, most interesting, of course, um, English, Spanish, French, German, Dutch, Italian. I, I well, I'm gonna get. Am I going to get to twelve? Who knows? <laughs> Russian, okay. uh, Polish. Um, what's what's interesting though is that you're you are witnessing kind of the uh, staggered reentry of countries and businesses. You know, in the United States, things are starting to reopen, right? Mm-hmm. And we're getting back to like live sporting events with fans in the stands and. Uh, and and people are going to restaurants and and whatnot and and in other parts of the world, obviously things are either not as good or really horrific right now, and so you're able to witness um, how your product is being used in various stages of reentry. Is that something? That, do you do you kind of bookmark that to say? 
well, here's here's a here's a like-minded company, a, a plumber in the United States, and here's where they are as part of the re-entry program. And so for that business that's in Spain or Italy or uh, Germany, you know, this is what you can expect in, in three months. Do you use well, that data and research to help your your customers? Well, we absolutely did. And again, like I cannot speak highly enough of the response of our small businesses themselves because they were happy to share um, whether stories of you know previous uh, crises that they lived through or their own kind of re-entry into into the um, you know post lockdown uh, environment you know regulations changed rapidly so what does it mean um, to suddenly have to space out appointments or right. uh, confirm them. A lot of our business owners were talking about um, the, the fact that some of their staff members weren't able to come back to work for any reason and they needed to um, you know, replace some aspects of, of, for example, automation or, or reminders of booking confirmations because it's their front desk uh, person, uh, you know, never was able to come back to work for any reason. And again, the generosity of our, of our customers in sharing those stories on top of, you know, the data that we have and, and the surveys that we ran um, during that allowed us to kind of uh, take a global view of this. If anything, I would say, you know, at the moment, and as, as optimistic as we are about, you know, the vaccines and, you know, how things are, you know, we, we have to expect the unexpected at right. this point. Um, right. So this is relentless. This is, you know, another variant, God forbid, again, might, might come up, you know, be discovered tomorrow and we'll go back to lockdown. So we're saying take care of your basics, take care of, you know, of your payments, uh, keep your, um, you know, your, your VIP clients close to you. Mm -hmm. If you can sell, sell them packages of, or bundles of your service to build up, um, you know, a little bit of a reserve for yourself, uh, because, you know, right now is not the time to say, okay, I'm going to collect from you next month. You yeah. know, this is, Bye. And, and we did, you know, we were able to share with our customers, okay, this is how you prepare for this situation. This is how you build up that reserve. Mm -hmm. This is how you communicate with your client that, you know, that these are special times. And you know what, what we've seen more than anything else was also the willingness of the customers to support the businesses because yeah. eventually, you know, I have my I have my personal trainer. I want him in business, you know. Yeah. I, I don't want him to. So I was very happy, um, you know, to prepay for t 10, 20 sessions, you know, because I know I'll use them. I've seen um, customers um, to ask their, uh, you know, their business owners not to discount online services. You know, the, I, I know of a of a business owner who knew, you know, they're giving face-to-face -face, uh, a service and now it's online and they wanted to discount it because they said, you know, I'm sorry, it's online. I know it's not the same value. And the customer said, you know what? It is the same value to me. 
And therefore I want to pay you the full amount. So leaning in was, you know, again, an incredible experience for a lot of our customers and to be able to then share the experience and say, you know what, I did have this conversation with my clients and they were happy to move to a Zoom session. I was very worried that they won't, but you know what, it worked out. That is the kind of knowledge that it was important for us to transfer between our our different uh, customers. I I love the examples that you just gave about prepaying. And, And I remember having conversations with some of the local businesses in my town uh, especially my dry cleaner, who was just celebrating his 40th anniversary in our town uh, this year or last year and, and saying, I really want you to be around for 41 years. Mm. And, and so you need to hang a sign saying, you know, uh, happy 40th anniversary to us, you know, buy a certificate, a 40th anniversary certificate, and you could sell $40 worth of services for $35, or $100 certificate Love for $90. That. And just a little, you know, give a little, take a little. And I said, look, you sell 100 of those $100 certificates, that's $9,000 that people have prepaid you. And, and here's the, the funny thing. And if you know anything about gift certificates and gift cards, not all of them get used. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of the dirty little secret, right? Is that people buy them and they throw them in a drawer and never to be seen again. But it, it what you what you're offering there though is a way for businesses to pivot ever so slightly in in their business model and saying look we could use you know a little help with cash flow right now and so we'll run this program and I love the fact that it sounds like Vasita can do that right you can so- you can you can expedite any kind of certificate program and and automate it exactly so yeah I mean. Obviously, if you're going to offer these, you know, packages at scale, you need to remember who used up what, you know, who, yeah. who, who, who still is eligible to get that. So, um, yeah, we have, for ex- this is, again, a classic example of, of tasks you can automate, keeping track of who has what, where, you know, who is owed yeah. what, who is owing you what. These kind of things, classic um, tasks to automate. If you, you know, if you previously were using whatever your notepad or your uh, Excel sheet uh, for that, I would urge you to try, you know, working with something that was built, um, you know, purpose built for that. Yeah. Um, you know, eventually we feel that, you know, uh, our competition is normally the willingness to change rather than not, you know, once, once you see the product, you're like, Oh, wow. I can, that, that, that I can work with. This is really cool. But the willingness to take the the first step and say, I'm going to commit to this. um, That's humanly difficult. So I, I, I do urge you to use that, you know, this particular time, uh, and these, you know, extraordinary circumstances to to ask yourself, what is stopping you from making a change? And wouldn't you want to, you know, try? And and that we are here, we're here to here to help with. So this has been fantastic, and I I really appreciate you taking time to 
educate us on some of the uh, tech tools that can help business owners save time and and better manage their clients and their money. Um, I, I'm going to do this uh, because I, I am excited about, about your product. So let's say for two people who have been listening to this podcast, tell me why your business uh, would benefit from having Visita help you manage your time, your clients, and your money. And Small Business Edge will work out a deal where you get it for let's say six months, we'll give, we'll, we'll cover the cost for six months of, of running Vasita. Can we do that? Absolutely. Let me, you know, let, let me ask two more people that, you know, two on you, two on me. <laughs> sure. Okay, great. Absolutely. Great. Cause I think eventually, you know, it, it's about taking the first step and trying. I yeah. am renowned gifter of subscriptions to everyone, you know, poor cab drivers and you know casual walkers in the street i stumble upon and discover that they have a small business i am passionate to show you that your life can be uh you know better more organized your clients happier so absolutely let's take this off so we have four now four six month (laughs) subscriptions to visita and uh so all you have to do you can email me brian b-r-i-a-n at smallbusinessedge.com and put in the subject Visita, V-C-I-T-A, and uh, Visita podcast, in fact. Put that in the subject line. Tell me why your business would benefit from having access to a tool like Visita to help you automate your, your business and saving you time and money and having a better relationship with your clients. And uh, we're going to select four winners. And we'll wind up, I'll post them on my resources page as we select them. We'll, we'll congratulate you on the resource page. Okay, so last question, Adi. Any new features that um, you, you're, you're working on as a result of everything that you learned over the last year or so? Oh, wow. So, yeah, Officita actually releases um, features on almost a daily basis. Uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, wow. we, we are... Uh, the the <laughs> the the engineers are working away, um, and you know we're releasing code almost every day, and uh, so this has been a fantastic time for us to be able to kind of pivot slightly and adjust uh, according to the needs of our customers. Yeah, and yeah. you know we're looking at right now again. I would say very much keeping it to what are the basics for a small business. So making sure that. Um, you know, client client communication is has always been our focus. Now we realize that with remote work, team communication has taken. You know, we're taking that to the next level because we're saying things that could have been managed face to face between the two team members. Let's say you know the two yoga teachers in the same studio now are are done remotely and we want to keep that you know order and structure for them uh how do you take notes better you know in a collaborative way how do we make sure everyone is informed on things so that uh was a huge focus for us in the last few months uh the team collaboration enhancements around working remotely Mm -hmm. um that wasn't necessarily a big focus for small businesses before you know this is working remotely always was like a big business stuff 
Um, so that's uh, one thing that we're doing. Um, again, very much focused on making sure the financial health of the business is, you know, top priority. So uh, we've been expanding our various kind of managing payments, uh, subscriptions, packages, all of those good things we talked about. We've been expanding um, those even further and making them simpler to set up. Um, so that's, again, a result of, of, of the situation and something that we found um, is very important for us to, 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 to help people, um, you know, adopt in their lives. And, you know, finally, I would say the, I, calling it an educational piece, it sounds as if this is a, you know, a completely different project, but, you know, making sure within uh, our team that we explain ourselves well, mm-hmm. we've really, we've increased that we've, doubled or tripled the size of the team that was um, engaging with our customers and explaining our features to them. Because right. uh, eventually, as I say, you know, it's our responsibility to make sure people uh, understand the potential. And as you say, I don't want them to be using 30% or, you know, 40% of the mm-hmm. application. And that's on us to make sure, um, you know, you understand the value of, you know, really, um, taking a deep dive into this so that these would be like my top picks of course my uh, product managers will be yelling at me coming <laughs> off here <laughs> but yeah. you know well this why this site. is why i'm on top <laughs> right people people can go to your site too visita.com and go to your facebook community page to learn more about it and ask other business owners what their thoughts are well thank you very much uh, Adi Engel, uh, Chief Marketing Officer of Visita for joining us on the Small Business Edge podcast today. I'm excited to, to continue to follow your product and the news on it and how you're helping small business owners around the world. And uh, I look forward to having you back on our podcast at some time to talk about, you know, what a post-pandemic world looks like mm-hmm. for your customers. Don't you miss talking about the weather? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I would love to come back talk talk weather with you and right. as, uh, as anything uh, small business related. Obviously, this is you know a, a passion and an honor uh, to be working in the space. And you know, I can't wait to see what happens with our little competition. I love yes. that. <laughs> yes, I, I'm excited. And we'll post, like I said, we'll post the winners on our on our resource page for this podcast. So uh, that's great. Thank you very much. I also want to thank our listeners uh, who give me such great feedback and questions and topics. Uh, I, I really appreciate that. So keep them coming again. Brian at Small Business Edge. And we'll see you next week for another edition of the Small Business Edge podcast. Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.